What's up, everyone? My name is Jay Heilman, and I'm the host of Kingdom Builder, the official podcast home of today's Christian entertainment. I want to thank you so much for checking out our interviews here on iTunes. If you like the interviews you hear on here, we invite you to listen in to our one-hour broadcast of Kingdom Builder the Show, which airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on OneJamNationRadio.com. In the following interview, we chat with Centricity music artist Aaron Schust, who just released his brand new live record, Love Made Away. We hope you enjoy it. For the past 12 years, our guest today has been putting out radio hit after radio hit with worshipful songs such as My Savior, My God, Give Me Words to Speak, and My Hope is You. Centricity music artist Aaron Schust joins us today on Kingdom Builder. Aaron, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Jay? I'm doing great, man. I've you know I've been doing Kingdom Builder since 2008, and I'm really excited to have you joining us uh, for the first time on our show. So thank you so much for taking time out of the day to to talk with us. Man, the honor is all mine. Thank you. Well, you've been quite busy as of recent, putting the finishing touches on your brand new record, Love Made Away, which released yesterday. And this one's a little different from previous efforts because this is a live record. Can you tell us a little bit about the new record and what inspired you to create it? The live record is definitely, man, that, that makes it different. That made the whole experience different. That made going into the decision-making for how this record's going to sound very, very different. I think artists, we love the blank palette, even if it's petrifying, to walk into something and saying, okay, new album, new direction, new songs. What are we going to do differently? What are we going to do to kind of reinvent the wheel, but not so much so that people say, ooh, I don't like this wheel. You know, you want to keep the fans, but you want to make some new ones. And as artists, we want to be ever creative. With a live record, I think there's enough changes and alterations already that you don't feel the need to to over reinvent the wheel, right? So just the, just the concept of of performing it live, of bringing in an audience, if you if you do that, which we did, we brought in a small studio audience, I guess you would call it, and we uh, not only took you know some new songs that I had written uh, over the last few months of last year, but kind of revisited some of the songs that I've been playing over and over and over over the past decade. Um, and, and did those live. Like, now, for example, My Savior, My God, from day one, we, we've never performed it exactly the way you would hear it on the original record that came out in 2005. So we had an opportunity to say, let's play it the way we do it live and even kind of take some different tweaks there. So My Hope Is In You, My Savior, My God, Ever Be, Cornerstone, God of Brilliant Lights. These are songs that were pre-existing that I already recorded before, whether I had written them or covered them. Got a chance to do those live with the crowd and with the band and then play some new songs as well. Well, you also have some special guests on this record, uh, as well with former Sanctus Real vocalist Matt Hammett and worship artist Christy Knuckles, and that's that's a pretty impressive uh, bit of company to have joining on this record. How, how did you get them involved with the record recording? You know what? You, between the relationships that you make on the road over the years and the relationships that exist within the record labels and, and management, just um, Nashville is a very tight-knit um, family, quite honestly. And um, I just moved here with my family in August. But some of the relationships that I've had over the years, and even if they weren't direct relationships, like friends of a, friends of friends, you start to make these connections. And, you, and one of the things I wanted to do, because I love to lead worship, um, and there's there's something so powerful in my opinion about as a, as a male singer having a female vocalist up there. So I, the, I think the original conversation came up like, what if we had some guest vocalists sing? And um, I think April Jesbray was the first one that came up because she wrote My Hope Is In You, um, you know, way back when. And, and I covered it in 2010, I think, um, 2011. 
And so we thought, how cool would it be if April came and sang with me on My Hope is in You? Uh, and then Matt Hammett and I, like you mentioned from Sanctus Real, we had written a couple songs together, and then You Redeem, which is the first single. We thought, well, he needs to sing with me on You Redeem. So even though he's not a female vocalist, there's no question about that. We thought, how cool would it be if Matt came and, and sang Thing with us. So uh, we ended up having like seven different vocalists come in. Christy Knuckles sang on two songs and Molly from Grayson Reed, uh, that Gr- Mike Grayson's wife and that, that duo, they write fantastic stuff now. New, ar- new artist as a duo. He's formerly from Mike's chair. She sang on one of the songs and it was just a lot of fun. Every song feels a little bit different because of that. Well, yeah, and I noticed, um, you know, you you did have a different arrangement for My Savior, My God, and I'm actually excited to see what fans think of that because, you know, a lot of the time you have there's artists that that kind of shy away from doing the original arrangement while they're live, and it's cool to hear My Savior, My God in a different way, and I still loved it. And, you know, you, you have the familiar songs in this record, as well as some new ones, and it's it's kind of funny, Aaron, because it's worth mentioning that My Savior, My God was a number one hit on radio upon its release, and it's hard to believe this song is 12 years old, and... You know, Aaron, going back to the days of that first record, Anything Worth Saying, in 2005, did you think that that song would stand the test of time and be as popular as it's become now? Oh, of course not. Definitely not. Uh, But I did know there was something special about it, uh, which there's a lot of things in this world that can be special but don't necessarily have to be special for tomorrow. They might be special for today, if you know what I'm saying. I remember the first time... I, we, we had to go back a few years before 2005, before it was released to radio, before, I guess I had recorded it on an independent album, before it was released nationally. I just, I, I made a record in a friend's basement with the purpose of selling a couple copies in the church bookstore. That was my goal. Um, and we had been playing a couple of the songs on that record, including My Savior, My God, in church at this, at this Presbyterian church in Atlanta, Georgia, called per, uh, Perimeter. Uh, Laura Story leads worship there now. But uh, we were practicing one evening uh, in the summertime, at the same time that the youth group was having their annual summer, um, you know, camp where they would bring in people and they would, they had worship and all the students led the worship. The students did the speaking and it was just all student led. So someone said, Hey, Aaron band, you guys need to come up and listen because the youth group's about to play my savior. My God, I'm like, well, that's cool. That's awesome. I don't even know they knew it. So we went and we stood in the back while a couple people gave their testimony, and then they broke out into My Savior, My God. And I watched these people from all over the Southeast United States who had traveled to come to this event, who guaranteed had never heard the song before, just enter into worship and raise their hands and close their eyes. People were weeping. And I'm like, this is something beyond anything I could have imagined. I just tried to write a simple song based on an old hymn. But the Spirit of God moved in people's hearts. So at that point, I mean, I'm crying in the back. You have to imagine. I'm thinking, like, God, what is your plan with this song? And I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's no, there's no magic formula. I think it's just a simple, confident declaration of who God is. And I think there's something about that first line, admitting that we don't have all the answers. I'm not skilled to understand. I think that's very disarming. And I think it allows the, um, the, the listener or the worshiper to really enter in. And you know, Aaron, with, with having a song that's 12 years old now that, you know, released in 2005, you know, listening to radio, there's some songs that, you know, you hear over and over and over again, and sometimes people might get tired of a song, like, okay, well, let's retire that song. But that song, to me, has really stood the test of time. It's a song that I could listen to over and over again, because I kind of get in that worshipful mood when I hear this song on the radio. And we've actually, uh, we featured you as our Double Shot Artist of the Week a couple weeks back. We played that song and the new song. 
and it's it's really cool to be able to go back and you know play songs that aren't on the radio as much but that song unlike a lot of older songs from that period of time aren't played today on the radio and that really shows that the longevity of that song and the impact that that had on listeners even 12 years later so it's it's really cool to be able to you know to hear that story about you know how that song came to be and you know your reaction to that you know that was going to be my next question you know what what is your reaction when you see or or hear people singing a song that you did i mean that to me that would be kind of the ultimate culmination as an artist is you know hey i put my blood sweat and tears into this stuff and there's people singing this song in church on sundays well i think that last statement is what makes it so special to me the people that would sing it in church on sundays or even even more in general if you could be general and more specific the fact that no matter whether it's sunday morning or not that's the general part people specifically enter into worshiping the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, when singing yeah. or listening to that song. That's what makes Amen. it so special. And that's what makes any worship song special to me. So when I'm listening to Christian radio, which I do because it allows me to fix my eyes on things above, not on earthly things. That's why I think Christian radio is so important. Christian music uh, is so important. There are songs that, um, that talk about this life and, and they're, you know, they're good songs and they're, they're, they're uplifting songs. Um, but there are, other songs that just bold, like I said, boldly, brazenly proclaim that God is all that he says he is. And those are the songs that I gravitate toward. Those are the ones that I need, because there are, there are days that I'm just being selfish, let's be honest. There are days that I'm just focused on my problems and my issues and my complaints and um, reminding, they're being reminded by what's being played on the radio of who God is, how much he loves me, his sovereign plan, his characteristics that never change, the fact that he's a good, good father that's never going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When I keep hearing more things like that, I'm being preached to in the car. I'm being preached to when I listen to the radio. I'm thinking, man, if a song of mine is going to get played over and over, which is out of my control, by the way, um, I want to make sure it's <laughs> it fits in that latter category of something that's going to do nothing but glorify God. Well, you know, speaking of songs, uh, you know, I've Obviously, you don't sit around listening to your own records all day long. Uh, can you give us some examples of songs that um, have been, you know, inspirational to you on your journey with Christ? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Every once in a while, I do have to listen to my own records because I have to be reminded of how these songs go before I go out and play them in front of people. <laughs> I'm like, how's this, how's this one go? I haven't listened to this record in a long time. And I've also said that, man, if you don't like your own art, then maybe you shouldn't have made it in the first place, you know? You know, you, you create something as an artist. I, I really hope that Picasso was proud of his his artwork, etc. So uh, I, I am I am proud of most of what I've put out there. Um, and I, I, if it's full of truth, then I'm I'm great with it. So to go back to what I kind of said earlier, and to answer your question, um, the songs that are full of truth, the songs that um, are not wrapped up in how I feel or how we feel, um, but songs that are wrapped up in the truth of who God is. That takes me to the throne. So song, uh, honestly, this stuff, and I know that there's mixed emotions about all of this. Uh, I love what Bethel Music is doing. Um, some people don't like their antics. I love their antics. I think it points to Jesus. I think it glorifies the Lord, and I love the words that are, that are in their songs. Um, they take me to the throne room, and they're full of truth. And so uh, they're, and honestly, uh, I, when I listen to music around the house, I tend to look for songs that don't have words. I just kind of want the music to be a background thing because otherwise I'm going to pay attention too much and I kind of just want 
I kind of just want to create a soundtrack to my life. And I really enjoy listening to the, to, to mention Bethel again, excuse me, uh, Bethel's, they have the Without Words album, where they kind of take their songs and just play it instrumentally. And then I can, I can never pronounce it. It's like syn, syn, synesthesia. Hard to say, but fantastic and easy to listen to. I absolutely love listening to that album. It kind of reminds me of Sigur Ross, the Iceland band, Icelandic band. And um, so I listened, I listened to Synesthesia, but hearing like the words in my mind, like knowing that they're playing um, some of the classic Bethel songs. Well, it's kind of like uh, listening to, uh, you know, the elevator music kind of you hear in a Chick-fil-A where you got that Christian background and the music, or no, not Chick-fil-A, uh, Hobby Lobby. Uh, you go into Hobby Lobby, you hear these worship songs, but you don't actually hear the uh, the words, and you kind of sing them along in the store. And I find myself doing that when I go in there, but I don't go in there too often because my wife likes to spend a lot of money in there, and it's it's a very it's a very expensive visit. <laughs> That's a great place, though. Well, you have released a single from this new project already, and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce it for us and kind of give us a little behind the song on this one. Yeah, it's called You Redeem. I mentioned Matt Hammett earlier, and he brought it to the table, and along with Seth Mosley and I, we worked on it uh, a couple days. It was it was something that was special about it from the get-go, and I, I loved it. Just, again, it recounts all that God does. He redeems, which means to buy back. Um, and I think I've, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of um, analogies of what redemption means and what we could use, what illustrations we can use to think of the fact that Jesus, when he went to the cross, he he bought, he purchased our souls. You know, there's that verse that says that um, we were not our own. We were bought with a price, 1 Corinthians 6. Um, and so that's definitely, I think, the biggest picture of redemption. But I also love the fact, and I think this is what the, the song kind of dives into a little bit more, um, that he redeems our moments. God redeems uh, our moments. And I, and I immediately think of the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, how Joseph had everything stacked up against him. But at the very end of Genesis, chapter 50, um, he he's um, trying to comfort his brothers who are fearing for their life, lives now that the father has passed on, Jacob. And Jacob says, no, 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 you intended harm for me, but God intended it for good. And I love the perspective that Joseph had that he gives to us, that we could maybe look at all the, all the situations that we would say are tragic in our lives. And they are tragic. Uh, but to know that God is sovereign and that God has a plan and he redeems those moments even. He doesn't just redeem our soul. He redeems the moments for the greater glory uh, for to, you know, to be laid out for us to look at him and say, wow. You know, all throughout um, Genesis, he's talking about, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that so that the world may know, so that the nations may see that I am God. And uh, I think that, that's what I think of when I think of the song. Lost will be regained You redeem 
was You Redeem by Aaron Schuss. That's available on his brand new record. came out yesterday called Love Made Away. And Aaron, going back to the new record, are you going to be out touring in support of the new record this year? Yeah, we've, uh, we've been out on the road a little bit and be heading out some more and, and just looking forward to playing these new songs. We've got a bunch of dates this summer and, and we'll see what happens in the fall. But really looking forward to playing these new songs out for sure. Well, Aaron, we appreciate you so much for joining us today, and we wish you the best of luck with the new record, and we pray that God can really use this to further his kingdom. That's, that's my prayer too, Jay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, Aaron Schuess' new album, Love Made Away, is now available wherever digital music is sold, and it's a record you'll definitely want to pick up. For more information on Aaron, you can also visit his website, and be sure to follow him on social media as well.